You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750-312-255-8408. The time in Chicago is now 8.32 on this rather cold Monday morning in Chicago. It's going to be, uh, I think, in the 40s all week and might be a little warm up for the weekend. And uh, Father Greg Sackowitz and Mark Teresi. And Mark, we'd be remiss, but heartfelt congratulations to the newly elect-to-be Cardinal Wilton Gregory and uh, what a tremendous priest, bishop, and now cardinal. I met um, uh, Wilton when he was a seminarian deacon assigned to Mary Seat of Wisdom in Park Ridge uh, in 1972. And he's just an outstanding human being. And uh, you know, you know, uh, well, he's cardinal a, he really is Gregory. a gift to the church. When I was at Mundelein, we honored him. Uh, and... Um, eh, his talk was so challenging to everybody. It was, he, he does not sit still as an archbishop. He is in the forefront of the issues that are facing all of us as, as a church, and he speaks the truth. He was ordained a priest in 1973, elevated to a bishop in 1983 at the age of 35, um, then went to Belleville, I think it was, mm-hmm. Atlanta, mm-hmm. and Washington, D.C., and just so congratulations to the newly elected uh, Cardinal Wilton Gregory. Our prayers and love are with you and all of Chicago. We offer congratulations. Hopefully, and much, much deserved. And he will, he's really a man of God. Hopefully, when he's in Chicago at some point, maybe depending on this pandemic and everything, but at Holy Name Cathedral, we could welcome his friends and exactly. celebrate with him. I'm not sure the cathedral would be big enough oh. to welcome oh. all his friends. Oh. And, uh, we have a great program lined up, part two here. The annual Keep Hope Alive benefit is scheduled virtually this Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Its theme this year is 15 Years United for Immigrant Justice. The event supports the Archdiocese of Chicago's Immigration Ministry and its National Pastoral Migratoria Initiative, which has become a role model nationally for immigrant support. Joining us, not here in the studio, but by phone, are Elena Segura, the founder of Pastoral Migratoria, and Rich Daniels, chair of the Immigration Ministry Advisory Board. Elena, Rich, welcome to the program this morning. How are you both doing? Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Father Greg. It's an honor to be with you, uh, as always. Enjoying. Elena, how's your lovely daughter, Jennifer? Because when <laughs> I was a pastor at St. Mary's in Evanston for six years, Elena and her daughter, Jennifer, very active in the parish, I knew exactly where they sat at church, <laughs> and Elena and Jennifer never left Mass on a Sunday morning without a big hug with your beautiful yeah. daughter and with you. And How were Father Greg's homilies? 
Oh, they were all, we always remember, of course. <laughs> oh, so thank you very much, Elena. Yeah, yeah, she says hello to you, and she's enjoying very, very much. Give her a big uh, virtual hug for me, too. And Rich, thank are you there with us? I'm here, Father Greg, Mark, Elena, good morning. Hey, congratulations, morning. Rich, Grandpa. <laughs> now, we'll hold it now, time out. Now, what, what's, what's the news here, Rich? Fill us in, Rich. Fill us in. My son and daughter-in-law gave us our first grandchild this past Wednesday. Lucy, oh. Therese, we're, we're, we're over the moon, delighted, and mom and baby and my son are all doing great. Everybody's happy, and they're back home now, and uh, our first grandchild. So oh. Kathy and I are just thrilled. Oh, congratulations. congratulations to a grandpa <laughs> and grandma. What did the little one weigh? Eight pounds, four ounces. Whoa, Whoa. that's good size. She's a chunker, yeah. <laughs> 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 that is wonderful news. I didn't, I didn't hear that, Mark. And, yeah, it uh, just happened. So last uh, Wednesday, so that would have been, what, October 20, 21st. 21st. Oh, my God. Well, congratulations, Grandpa. So now, Thank listen, uh, Elena and Rich, you know, tell us about this whole ministry that was coming up on Thursday evening. First of all, it's Thursday evening at mm-hmm. 6.30 p.m. How can people join Oh, they can join by Go ahead, by going to Keep Hope Alive 2020.org. That's the that's the um, address for registration for donations. Uh, you can find more information on, on Keep Hope Alive 2020.org. Okay, good, excellent. In fact, maybe Elena, for a moment, uh, you know, give us the history of this whole you know, pastoral migratoria yes. initiative. Yes, yes, actually. Uh, it was the USCCB, the U.S. Conference, the Conference of Bishops, who um, uh, been, uh, they launched uh, the Catholic Campaign for Immigration Reform, which is very well known as the Justice for Immigrants, that is started in 2005. So our archdiocese has always been one of the leaders at the national level working for immigration reform. And actually, this year is our quinceañera. These are 15 years on this long journey. And... Uh, that's the reason why we call Keep Hope Alive, because we still are working, seeking justice for immigrants. Uh, in this case, we, you know, with undocumented immigrants, we've been looking for immigration reform. So that's why uh, we, we call Keep Hope Alive and uh, still going. And, and uh, we, this is a fundraising uh, event, but also uh, Commemorating, we need to start and pause and to say, you know, the church has been accompanying immigrants in this long journey for 15 years in the ups and downs on the road, a very long road, but the church in, in the name of Christ being present with the immigrant community. Rich, how did you get involved in the immigration I ministry? I got involved uh, by meeting Elena, and Elena is a very inspiring person. She's uh, yes, she passionate is. about this. Yes, absolutely, Father Greg. And, and Elena is an inspiring person. So when I met her maybe eight, nine years ago, uh, I got hooked in real quick to their ministry. And, you know, the, the, some of the things that I find most fascinating is that Chicago, uh, the Archdiocese of Chicago, was the first archdiocese in the nation to have an immigration ministry, an official ministry dedicated to immigration. And no one better than Elena to lead, lead that with her team. And her and her whole team just do such wonderful, wonderful work in support of the immigrant community in Chicago and nationwide now. It's, they've been trailblazers. They've led the way. And so the support that we get from Keep Hope Alive really keeps this ministry alive, keeps them moving forward, allows them to do the significant work they do. And 
I think it's important for every one of us, all our listeners, all of us to remember that we are a nation of immigrants. We all came from somewhere. Yeah, I think, you know, Rich, you hit it right on the head. People forget we are a nation of immigrants. You can't stress that enough. You know, people forget we all came from some place. You know, my my roots historically, uh, grandparents came around 1900 from Poland. How about for you, Mark? Yeah, my grandma came here when she was 16 years old and my from Italy from Italy and my other grandma came from Poland when she was a young girl and my grandpa my Polish grandpa came when he was a young man too and they they struggled they struggled mm-hmm. but people worked together uh, in, in those communities like they do today to to you know I remember old St. Pat's John Cusick telling that story about the history of old St. Pat's and the Irish immigrants when they came They'd come on Sunday and stand on the front stairs, and they'd yell out a town. And those people who are here from that town would take them in as immigrants. Really? Yeah, to to kind of settle them in before they could, you know, get a job and stuff. So, well, how about a couple of weeks ago? We had that uh, guest on the uh, program here this uh, in the morning regarding the the Great Chicago Fire, October of eighteen seventy-one, and when the fire happened, they were blaming the Irish. Right. We're starting the fire. And so it's always like at different times, different places, you blame different groups. And uh, Elaine, in the work that you do in this tremendous ministry, immigration ministry, what is your biggest challenge or frustration? Challenge. Uh, right now, is, um, I think the challenge, the major challenge for me is mental health. Um, in different places, uh, you know, Pastor Migratoria started in Chicago as a result of the failure of immigration reform, the legislation of 2007, but God turns things like that, failures of being an ashes into a new life, and the new life is this ministry, which is Pastoral Migratoria, is a social ministry of the church, is an immigrant leadership. So the immigrants come and say, here I am, Lord, to serve you and to give my time and talents and respond to the needs of the parish community. So we're, we're working always collaboratively with an organi- organizations, our primary primary. Um, collaborator partners, Catholic Charities, of course, and other organizations responding to the needs of the community. So um, in, in the last several uh, months or years, I would say, but the, um, the pandemic also increased and uh, everything that's happening, mental health has been a major thing. And, and one uh, model that we develop is train the trainers. First, we train people how to use technology during the pandemic, how to use their cells. Because some uh, immigrants, they you not know, everybody has tablets or com- computers or laptops. They only have their, their cells. How to uh, access information and resources using their cells? So we organize this train the trainers in technology. So we train the leaders for the leaders at diocesan level. We're in different places in the in the country now in four or five dioceses, mm-hmm. and now they they train the the local leaders for the local leaders to train parishioners. So that's that's how we've been yeah, working. On the long very same lines, Rich, you know, Elena has expressed her greatest frustration in the work that she does. The fact that you are the chair of the Immigration Ministry Advisory Board. What do you find to be most challenging or frustrating, Rich? I think gaining the empathy and the support we need for this unbelievable ministry. People sometimes just don't think the way that we need them to as far as the life-giving work that this ministry gives. 
to people who are struggling, people who have no place to turn, people who are not being welcomed by our country in the way that they were for many, many decades. And it's not about illegal immigration. It's about immigration in general and finding a path to citizenship. Those things exist, yet we, we turn our faces on them. And, you know, sadly, if, if, if someone is a person of color from another nation, you know, they, they have an even more difficult challenge with getting accepted and finding a path to citizenship in our country. So the, uh, the words on the Statue of Liberty just don't ring as, as, as lovely as they once did, you know, where we tell people to give us their tired and their poor. You know, we're not as welcoming as we should be. And I think as, as Catholics, as people of faith, as people of the Christian community, it's a moral imperative for us to find a path for these citizens to come to this country. What's happening at the border wall is just tragic. Take any administration in the last dozen years or so, it's just been a tragic thing to watch. And so we, we have to find that sense of warmth and empathy and understanding for those who wish to be a part of this nation. Now, Rich, I have to ask it. you this. I mean, I'm just, just listening to you right now. I know you well. You're so gifted and have shared so much of your life with the Catholic community in Chicago for so many years and your tremendous band and your background and uh, it just it's, it goes on and on. How, no, no, we did the how before. In all that you do, and you're so busy, why are you making time for this particular ministry in your life? Well, I guess on, on many levels, uh, it certainly honors my own family, my own heritage. Uh, my grandparents and great-grandparents came from Italy. And it also, it's a moral imperative. It's what we're supposed to do. It's, uh, you know, when, when asked to help, and Elena was kind enough years ago to ask me to assist in some ways that I could, how do we say no to somebody who is so dedicated and so passionate about what they're doing? How do we ever say no? I mean, you're a perfect example, Father Greg. You don't say no. You find a way. Mm -hmm. You find a path to yes. You find a path to affirmation. You find a path to help those who need help. I've learned to say I mean, no what... a lot to Mark Teresi. And vice versa, and then it becomes a yes. Anyway, <laughs> take uh, the break. Rich, your granddaughter's name again? Lucy Therese. Lucy Therese. A lot of the work you're doing is an example to her about mm -hmm. her history and, yeah. and, and, she moves and, into this and the world. gifts she will have because of the work of her great-great-grandparents. But anyway, uh, and that's wonderful, a wonderful example. We teach by example. WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408, Catholic Chicago, Father Greg Sackwitz, Mark Treacy. We are live streaming, safe distancing with our mask on. We'll be back with Elena and with Rich in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Domestic Violence Awareness Month. At Catholic Charities, we want to remind you that we are here for anyone who's a victim of domestic violence or anyone who has a concern about someone they think might be a victim. This annual recognition of domestic violence began in 1961. Domestic violence affects millions of people each year, both women and men of every race, religion, culture, and status. It includes physical, psychological, sexual, and emotional abuse inflicted in both subtle and overt ways. 
If you or someone you know are victims of domestic violence and you are looking for a place to heal and recover, call Catholic Charities at 773-935-3434. That's 773-935-3434. We are working to bring hope and healing. You're invited to Keep Hope Alive 2020, the online benefit and celebration of the Archdiocese of Chicago's immigration ministry and their nationwide program, Pastoral Migratoria. Join us virtually on the evening of Thursday, October 29th for a night filled with music, camaraderie, and inspiring speakers. Cardinal Blaise Supich and Sister Norma Pimentel of Catholic Charities of the Rio Grande Valley, who was recently recognized as one of Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People, will be joining us to help keep hope alive. Now, more than ever, the immigrant community, both here in the Archdiocese of Chicago and across the United States, needs the leadership formation and accompaniment that Pastoral Migratoria provides. Registration is free, and sponsorship and advertising opportunities are available. Visit www.keephopealive2020.org for more information and to register. Again, that's www.keephopealive2020.org. Do you have a gently used laptop or desktop computer that is gathering dust in your home? Consider donating to our Catholic Charities Veterans Computer Project. We will clean out your device, give it new software, and repurpose it for a veteran who is looking for employment. Your gift will make an incredible difference in a veteran's ability to find a job. Catholic Charities provides veteran services throughout Lake and suburban Cook counties, giving participants an array of professional and personal support. Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. We're back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. on your dial, uh, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. We're talking with Elena Segura, the founder of the Pastoral Migratoria, and Rich Daniels, who's the chair of the Immigration Ministry Advisory Board for the Archdiocese of Chicago. I have a question. This benefit is coming up, uh, keeping hope alive, keep hope alive. And Elena, you had talked about particular needs like laptops, et cetera. Are there particular things you're looking to fund through this uh, benefit? Yes, actually, uh, um, with the funding that we receive, we're gonna we were we're gonna get this this uh, this year. We it, uh, it's divided into fifty percent for the national work and fifty percent for the local work, and in both, uh, even at the local level, more than seventy percent. We have to raise ourselves, even locally. For national, 90-plus percent we have to raise the funds. So everything that we do, our time, our you know resources that we develop, and uh, we have an immigration parroquia, which is an e-newsletter that goes all over the country. It's developed here in Chicago. We've been developing this for more than 12 years already. So it has to it comes from those basic information, and we provide literally it's a click for pastors to, to put in their website or in their Sunday bulletin or, or and pass the information to anybody 
in the in the community. So that those are the basic things we have people who call uh, pastoral companions. This ministry was developed based on uh, uh, the, uh, the document of Aparecida with Pope Francis approach. So uh, accompaniment is very very important. So we have people who work uh, providing support at the local uh, cluster level in Chicago. We have for five areas with people with part-time people who provide accompaniment uh, um, support to, to the to the leaders at uh, the six or ten territories. Now, along those lines, then, maybe Rich for a moment, speak about actually what's happening on Thursday to support all this. It's this Thursday, 6.30 p.m. How can people become part of it, and what does it cost, and who's being honored? Sure. Well, the, the event is free, and it, 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 we're inviting all listeners to tune in and to look online and find the, the link, which we'll, we'll give them for uh, joining us on Thursday night. And, of course, when they come there, they're going to find a message from the Cardinal. The Cardinal's been a big proponent of this and a big supporter of the ministry. So the Cardinal will be giving us a message. And Elena will be speaking, as will some of the other members of the community. We'll be honoring some individuals for their work in the immigration ministry. And even though the event is free, it is a fundraiser for the ministry. So if anybody is so inclined, there will be links there provided. Vince Gerasoli, the new director of... Uh, Radio, television, film for the Archdiocese will be our host on Thursday evening. Well, that's wonderful. And it is. Yeah. This is a wonderful man, a faithful well, man, and he's a tremendous asset. In fact, one with something rich, beside Elena and Jennifer Segura being part of St. Mary's in Evanston, Vince Gerasoli and his wife Heidi and daughters belong to St. Mary's in Evanston. Uh, wonderful. Is that what the odds of that? I'm shocked that you didn't ask Father Greg to come and do a few jokes. Uh, I'll get over it. Well, we're hoping for the straw hat and the song and dance, maybe, but we'll, you know, we'll take what we can get. <laughs> We've got a stand-up comedian over there, Rich Daniels, in his comedy <laughs> act. Look who's talking. But, anyway, <laughs> but it's, it's going to be a beautiful event on Thursday evening. We'd love everyone to tune in on, their, on the Internet. How do you join? How do you on. get on? How do you get on? Elena, maybe you can give them the link if you've got it in front keep of you. KeepHopeAlive2020.org. Wait, Keep Hope, hope Alive, alive. 2020.org. Okay. And again, it's free. Uh, I think they'll find it engaging. It's about an hour long. Vince Girasoli will be the MC. The Cardinal will be there with us. Elena will be there. Other members of the immigration ministry. And there will be links for people to donate. Again, the, the, keep this in mind. This ministry works on a shoestring budget. Mm -hmm. They're amazingly transparent with the dollars they're given to be stewards of, and they do tremendous work in the community with the small amount of, of money they're given to work with. So any, any, every dollar counts so very much. So any benefit, any, anyone who could donate, and you could donate now, you could donate before the event, after the event. Mm -hmm. It's an ongoing need, and this is a ministry really worthy of support of our listeners here on Catholic Radio. So they it, can find their great value with their dollars because they are such great shepherds of their funds. So if, they, if folks can't tune in, uh, how do they donate, either now or even after the event? Yeah, just go to the website, just to the link, uh, Keep Hope Alive 2020.org, and we'll you can donate right now, Okay. Um, anytime, before, uh, during, or after the event. Yes. There may be a, one more important question, at least for me, and that is, uh, in the work that you do, both Elena and Rich, a lot of it is just consciousness raising. Consciousness mm -hmm. raising. I think people take for granted who is here, and those that are struggling, they put under the rug, they don't want to see it. But maybe just for a moment, one or both of you talk about the work that you do, what I call consciousness raising, to make people aware of what's actually happening in, with our people in our country, very immigration. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
definitely this is a call for solidarity. And just uh, uh, Rich is a good example. When you're asking, why are you doing this? <laughs> Rich is a great example of responding the call to be Christ. What would Jesus be doing right now? Mm-hmm. How could he re- re- respond to the community? Sometimes what we do as a, as among immigrants, sometimes we just cry together. Because it's so difficult, has been years and years, and 15 years we, we've been, you know, fighting and struggling and really going, this, uh, working for immigration reform 15 years. There are families who've been here for 20, 25 years, 30 years, and still. Elena like or Rich, could you, is there a story, some, you know, maybe a person, maybe a story of impact, some, some story mm-hmm. you can relate to our listeners about? how important this ministry is and how the funds really help. I'll give yeah. you a quick story, and it was inspired and let, brought let up. Let me share this uh, story. In, um, in the room. We work in, we're in Stockton, California, Kansas City, Missouri, and the Archdiocese of New York. Uh, Chicago, of course, is there. that's where the, the beauty uh, of, of sharing this ministry with other places. But in, in, in uh, um, uh, here in Chicago, we have a group of people who really want to become uh, citizens. We, they are qualified citizens, but they don't know how to do it. So this ministry they, at San Rita, of, uh, uh, San Rita Church here in Chicago, they provide uh, 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 support, uh, you know, classes, how to what the citizenship process, they help them to fill out the forms. They have a lawyer who helps them in the whole process, uh, teachers who help them to practice, and they go to the... To the um, uh, uh, immigration place the day of the exam to accompany people, and when they pass, they have a feast, and then the priest give, gives them the blessing uh, when when they become citizens. It's beautiful the whole process, the whole community accompany these people who now well, we have new citizens. I think there are 150 new uh, citizens who just became as a result in the last couple of years. Beautiful, um, that is wonderful. But, Maybe in, in that closing moment, Richard, quick story. The quick story is that years ago, Elena invited me to the uh, detention center where the immigrants are brought to when they're found to be brought back to their home countries. And to see them shackled, to see them put in buses mm. with blackened windows, to see the barbed wire, to see them treated like, you know, significant felons it was, was dramatic. And to see their families block or two away, crying, weeping as they watch their loved ones being hauled off to be sent back to their homes of origin. It was just uh, startling. It was just horrible. And, and so it's, it's, it's quite a dramatic scene to witness. It happens, you know, within 10, mile, 10 miles of downtown. And I know that Elena goes, like, every Friday to the deportation center. So if you're saying it's, it's, it's hard to watch. I want to thank, in a very special way, Elena Segura, the founder of Pastoral Migratoria, and Rich Daniels, chair of the Immigration Ministry Advisory Board. The event happens this Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Please join. I want to thank, in a very special way, well, first of all, Rich and Elena, God bless both of yes. the work you do. God bless your families, and God bless Grandpa there. Thank you very much, Mark <laughs> Teresi, co-host. Great work of our producer, Vince Girasoli, our engineers, Michael May and Javier Garcia. Great job, gentlemen. For listeners, may God bless all of you. Have a great week. And tonight, go Chicago Bears, beat the Los Angeles Rams. Exactly.